beautiful is your Audio Beauty Brunch Table? A source for conversations on all things skincare, makeup, fashion, styling, health and wellness, and general female fun. Brought to you by two women with over 20 years of friendship. So grab your girlfriends, pour a mimosa, and let's get boldly beautiful. I'm Candace. I'm Jen. I'm wrapped up in a blanket. I am not. (laughs) (laughs) Along with books versus movies, Uh this is another fundamental difference is I can live in an icebox and be totally fine. Gross. And Candace, and actually, um, my fiance. Um, oh, you're just gonna throw that out there? <laughs> yep, I am. You're just, gonna, um, you're just gonna bury that lead? I am. I'm just gonna throw it out there and then glaze over it like <laughs> ice skating. But um, no, Jeremy is the same way. He curses me when I drop the temperature, and because I keep my house at like 65 on a warm day. That's my husband and my in-laws. They freeze me out. Yeah. All the time. No, it's so comfortable. Yeah. He he told me once because he early in our dating he like fixed some duct work for me because I was losing a whole lot of air throughout the house and um, anyway later he came in it was winter and I think I have my thermostat set on like sixty four or something and he passes by it and he says. Um, babe, you don't have to keep your temperature so low anymore to save money. Like I fixed your your system and your network. <laughs> and I looked at him and I was like Like he was crazy. I was like, I don't keep it that low to save money. I keep <laughs> it that low because that's where I look like it. And he looked at me like I was an alien. And he was just <laughs> like, Who are you? No, but he goes, I've been in so many people's homes. I can't even tell you how many people's, like, I can't even keep count. I've never been in someone's home that keeps it this cold. And I'm like, lies. And he's like, no, I'm serious. So we took our argument to Facebook. And, of course, there were several on my side. So I feel vindicated (laughs) because that's what it really all comes down to, fighting on Facebook. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Facebook fight. Facebook fight. Hey, speaking of being cold, you just got back from the Bahamas. I did. And this is miserable to come back to. Although today's better. Today it's supposed to be in the 50s. It's nicer today. But we had snow last week. Yes. When I came back from the Bahamas, first of all, Bahamas were beautiful. Like sunshine, palm trees. The ocean was like that color you only see on TV. When we flew over, it was my first time to the Bahamas. When we flew over it, I saw the watercolor and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. But I'm sure up close, it looks differently. Like it just looks as beautiful because we're, you know, 30,000 feet above it or whatever. Um, No, it is equally as breathtaking Mm. right up close in, in person. So it was gorgeous. He proposed. It was the best trip ever. Um, super fun. We were there for a convention and heard some great speakers. So it was a great trip overall. But then we leave this 87 to 90 degree weather, sunshine, palm trees, ocean water. And it was, I think, below was windchill was zero when we mm-hmm. got home and the high was in the teens. It got ridiculous last it week. It was it was so cold. And he, of course, is a big time hunter, so he immediately the first chance he could, like, was out for bow season or whatever. It's now rifle season, but 
when he went out there in his tree stand, he was like, um, I'm pretty sure every extremity, and I do mean every extremity, <laughs> is frozen solid. And part of it was the shock. Yeah, you it's know? the shock. Going You're not used to it. Such an extreme high. You got no wean down, period. No. So he said, it's going to be because we're going to Cabo next month. Oh, my God. And <laughs> I know it kind of sucks to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, this year, we didn't quite plan it this way. Technically, the Bahamas trip was a work trip. <laughs> it just lucked out that way. But You're obnoxious. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> you know, it it has never worked out this way. Like I I tried to take a vacation. In fact, so we planned a girls' trip a couple years ago for my birthday around yes. November and we were gonna go to Puerto Rico oh and that God. was when the hurricane hit. That was so tragic. Yes. So we had to cancel the trip completely. And then this year we had already had the Bahamas trip planned and the hurricane hit and I was like, that's it. I just apparently can never go right. anywhere overseas, or not technically, I guess technically a little bit, but, you know, I can't go anywhere tropical during hurricane season because it is yeah. basically cementing the likelihood that a hurricane will hit if I plan a trip. Yeah. But luckily, Nassau, where we went, that island wasn't touched at all. It was the northern right. islands that just, and they got demolished. But it's really incredible to, because at first when we went, we were like, we don't want to be these pretentious Americans that come and are just like, yay, we're here on vacation, even though your country went through this devastating loss. Yeah, but that's what they need. They do. And we talked to, we got close to several of the workers at the resort there, and they were like, no, this is so helpful because we're able to come over here and work. You know, the additional visitation and tourist yes. business here is helping us recover yes. on those other islands. We're sending money home. They're... They're getting things together. So, yeah. so everybody go yeah. on vacation, especially around hurricane and season. It was really warm to really see. It, it was enlightening and also just made your heart just feel so overflowing with how special humankind can be, you know? Mm -hmm. and because everywhere you just saw these... Um, receptacles to collect donations for the disaster relief and different things and right. I mean people just non-stop were donating and it was one of those clear boxes so you can see oh and it yeah. was one of those tall like almost as tall as you are but um and it's just filling up and you're just like okay there's there's still some decency in humankind so very that was, cool that was cool to see that's awesome. Well, hey, yeah. so that's a great segue to we're going to talk about yes. stress management. Yes. Work-life balance. And all of that. the holiday season is upon us, so this is the time when it becomes most apparent for people yeah. when they need good stress management and life-work balance um, and, and kind of to declutter their lives around the holidays. I will say I love that more recently there's been that um hard work to really remove the stigma that the holidays are great for everybody like there's that awareness of people's mental health now mm -hmm. and that the holidays while they can be 
awesome can still be heartbreaking for a lot of different reasons. Right. You know, maybe it's your first holiday without someone special you've lost in the last year mm-hmm. or maybe it's been several years but it's just that reminder or maybe it's the time of year that you've gone through something especially traumatic and you know even if you haven't experienced that trauma or that loss it can still wear you down mentally just the stress of having to keep up with everything that happens around the holidays yeah the activities, the if you work in an industry that has kind this of that is your uptick, high season. yeah, that uptick in business, um, trying to figure out, okay, well, how much do I devote to my work, and how much do I devote to these activities that still require energy, and then how much time does that leave me for myself? Yes. So you, I feel like out of a lot of people I know, you have kind of found through trial and error some sweet spots on how to manage that. So I'm really interested to hear some of your thoughts in today's <laughs> episodes about some of the tips and tricks that you use to really make sure that you're carving out that time. Awesome. Well, this is actually one of my favorite topics to talk about. I love really exploring ways people can still enjoy themselves and still kind of meet all their commitments that they feel like they need to meet. But yes, take care of our mental health. Because the bottom line is, if you are not in a good headspace or physical state or you have exhausted all of your energetic boundaries before you even get to the big event, whatever that is in your life. Maybe it's your wedding or maybe it's going on a vacation, but it's not going to be the most relaxing vacation. It's maybe going to be a big like action vacation or it's a holiday or then you're not going to be able to enjoy it. And then what's the point? Right. And you also kind of want to think about how that affects your family and affects the, your friends or, or your coworkers or your boss. You know, a lot of people don't want to say no to things because they don't want to disappoint people. But if you kept saying yes to all the little things, you might find yourself having to say no to the big thing. Right. Because by the time you got to the big thing, you're just done. Mm-hmm. And then you're just kind of going through the big thing like a zombie and you're not really present. You're tired. You're irritable. When I look back at holiday seasons in particular where I just went balls to the wall the entire month, of November and December and said yes to everything and worked every shift, went to every party, uh, cooked every meal. Like I remember just sitting there on the 24th or the 25th, like hating my life. Mm -hmm. And that would kind of be when like fights would break out. You know, people always talk about like, holiday drama and being tense around your family and well really explore that maybe some of that wasn't really about real family tension maybe that was some about like exhaustion exhaustion yeah everybody was exhausted 
Sometimes it's tempers are short. Tempers are short. Every it's the onset of cold and flu season. Mm-hmm. So our immune systems are constantly getting taxed, and you just you just can't do it anymore. You know, whereas if you would have given yourself the rest on the front end, then all of a sudden the quote-unquote stress of the holidays doesn't really feel as stressful as it should. Right. Or sprinkle out those rest breaks. Yes. So tell our listeners a little bit about, because even without this additional stress of holidays and plannings and parties and big events and things like that, you went through quite a transformation in even just making sure you scheduled time for yourself and you set those boundaries and you were, you started to be strict about those boundaries just, just in your business. And I saw really a big shift in your energy overall, just like how relaxed you felt or you just weren't on edge where I could tell, ooh, I need to talk to her, but today is definitely not (laughs) the day to do that. Okay, well, that's good to hear because sometimes, because it's, you have to do a real mental shift when you decide that you're going to plan ahead and you're going to set boundaries and And you're going to enforce boundaries. And there is always some initial guilt about what you said no to. Did you say no to family members? Did you say no to your spouse? Did you say no to clients? I say no to Jeremy all the time. Right. Spouse, not so much. We say no to them all the time. But you know, you, you might have to say no to clients. You might have to right. say no to coworkers. You might have to say no to your boss. And it is, it's extremely nerve wracking, but I challenge everyone to try a year of setting boundaries and just notice the ways that it improves things from a positive standpoint. So what I have done for the past two years, and this is an extremely controversial idea to a lot of people, but let me fully explain it because it's not as stringent as it sounds in the beginning. But every January, I sit down with my calendar and it can be your paper calendar or your electronic calendar or whatever it is, but I basically plan the whole year. Now, this gives some people hives, and I have to say, this does not work for the people, and you know who you are, who your stress relief is found in the spontaneity. Mm -hmm. If you try to plan everything out and stick to it, you might actually end up creating more stress for yourself than living in your very free ways. Mm -hmm. But people that normally live in very, like, free-flowing uh, always have to be making decisions by the seat of your pants. I mean, that's kind of a smaller sect of the population. And they usually don't process what we call quote unquote holiday stress or big event stress in the same way that mm-hmm. most of society does. So, well, they're already used to saying no or making decisions on the fly. I feel like probably, yeah, you know, so it doesn't really bother them. I mean, right. basically, 
that population and we have a few friends in that sect yeah that i feel like we just know we'll extend the invitation we might see them we may not true but true we already know that that's kind of what that's how they're gonna be right so they probably don't feel that same yes stress but i think that's a great point so i am speaking to people who are from that mid-range of liking to plan and liking to have some control and um all the way up to the high, high, high OCD people um, in the happy little place where we all live. (laughs) So, and what I mean is you're not planning every single second. You're not saying, okay, every single day I'm doing this, 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 and this, and then you're never breaking that. But you can go to a place of, okay, I know... People's birthdays always fall here, here, and here. The holidays are always going to fall like this, this, and this. Look ahead and just check out, do they fall on weekends? Do they fall in the middle of the week? What little stresses came up about them in the previous year where in that moment you were so spent and you were just, you you didn't really get to enjoy it. And you just think to yourself, you know what would have been nice? Giving myself an extra day. Yeah. So on that point, for example, this year, I am super stressed about Thanksgiving. And I looked at my calendar and realized that because I had not, now I blocked off the day after Thanksgiving. Right. Because I knew I would need that rest. Yes. But looking back next year, I'm also going to block the day before. Right. Because I'm looking at my calendar and I literally have zero time to like pre-cook or pre-prep a lot. Like I have some time here and there, but we're talking seven and eight o'clock at night after a full day of seeing clients here. Which is not good. And if I can stay energetic enough to do that and stick to that after having a full day of clients here. I still only have an hour or two to work. Right. You know, and it's so sporadic. So I think that's an excellent plan. Is it, you're not saying those are the only breaks you're going to get all year. You're no. saying, no, you know where these fall, at least. Make your plan now so that things don't get forgotten. Yes. And before you know it, you're looking at the week of Thanksgiving and be like, great, I'm working 12 hours a day every day this week right up until the night before Thanksgiving. When am I going to prep and cook all this stuff it's really about blocking off it's it's about scheduling your boundaries mm-hmm. knowing where that you're gonna have pain points and and I think that most people have enough of a life routine that you know where you're gonna have a lot of your pain points you know you're gonna want to block off some time after the holidays to recover mm-hmm. well it should be just as important to Block a day or two before all your holiday prep has to even start to rest up then. Just Mm -hmm. block off a day where you're just going to stay in your pajamas and do nothing Mm -hmm. before you have to wrap all the presents, prep all the food, have all the company come into town, clean your house, and just don't even start any of those activities until you've had a day to rest Mm -hmm. and rest up. I know that there are sometimes... um, high client times there are like heavy months and slow months 
I make sure that any kind of business planning that maybe needs to be done really gets stocked up on in the slow months so that when the heavy months hit, I don't feel so behind right. or I don't suddenly get frustrated because the planning part didn't really happen. Go ahead and block that off on your calendar. A lot of times we find out about trips or family visits or stuff like that ahead of time. Like I already know my um, March and April are already kind of starting to fill up with like some weekend travel and or some company coming into town. So I will go in and take a look at that and that first weekend that I have free after all that, those travel and visits have happened, I block that off. I, I am not allowing there to be three weeks in a row planned. Mm -hmm. People only get two in mm -hmm. a row. Because I know coming off all of that, it's going to be so exhausting. And I'm just going to be screaming for days of doing nothing. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to anticipate that. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to block it off. If you actually get to that time and... You feel great. It wasn't as exhausting as you thought it was going to be. And it wasn't as, you know, crazy. And you're not as tired as you thought. F great. Do Fantastic. Fun, go out. Then you get that time. That time's already Bonus. available for spontaneity. Right. You know, you can block time for spontaneity. <laughs> but if, if you don't block it, you're going to be in the craziness of your life and you're going to fill it up just to fill it up because mm -hmm. we get in this cycle of not wanting to say no. Mm -hmm. Those, the, Having those block-offs also help you say no because they almost act as reminders of, hey, you've been really pushing it pretty hard. Mm -hmm. Maybe you should take a weekend off. So let's talk about the key to this actually working though and the key is being disciplined enough with yourself yes to keep it blocked off because and I'm going to share a small story that really highlights this now granted I am in the earlier stages of my business this is my second business that I've had I mean relatively speaking but you know I kind of forgot the growing pains of a new business mm -hmm. and kind of building that clientele and and things are picking up soon but when you're in that building phase it is really hard to say no to things yes so while I've had all the best of intentions by taking a day off a week because right now I still work at the hospital you know on Saturdays and Sundays I'm here essentially Monday through Friday but I was trying to block off one day a week where I can be, you know, have a day off mm -hmm. to do my own thing, to not worry about having to come in or see clients. And I'm terrible at sticking to that. Like I am terrible because I see clients that otherwise can't get in anywhere else and I cave. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I can see you either after hours of stay or on my day off. I mean, they don't know it's my day off, but, right. you know, I'm just like, I'd rather see you than not see you or have you wait another week or something like that. And then I think it was last week, I was with you at the front desk and you were looking at your calendar and you were scheduling, I think it was pictures or something, 
maybe. But you were like, she has this opening or this opening. There were three choices. And two of those days you had blocked off as rest days. Mm -hmm. Like day of rest. And the third day was available. And you're like, well, I guess I'll have to do that because the other two are not available. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking in my head... Yeah, I mean, they're not available, but they're available to you. You could, mm -hmm. you know, make that adjustment and put that there. But you, even in scheduling something for yourself, you're like, nope, those two days are set aside. You, It was just clear that when you're saying those are days of rest, you are sticking to that. And I was like, wow, okay, like... It is possible to actually be disciplined about that, but that is where I feel like I'm lacking in that discipline right now because I just feel like I have too much to do and I can't, without realizing that everything will still get done, and if I'm more rested when I'm doing it, it's probably going to get done better anyway. Kind of in that same realm that we talk about self-care, right? Yeah. Like you may not have 15 or 30 minutes you think to do something for yourself, whether that's a facial or gym time or reading or whatever that is. Yeah. But if you force yourself to carve out that time, then when you do go home, you're not going to lose your mind at the first thing that just would normally drive you bonkers. You're going to be more calm. You're going to be yeah. able to kind of be more present in those moments with your family and your loved ones. So I would say that's the answer to the question. Is yeah. And it doesn't happen overnight. I mean, it's kind of taken me... I've always been like a big calendar person and a big let's keep things organized and be OCD mm -hmm. kind of person. And, and I have equated that with um, peace of mind. Sure. Um, but it's even taken me six years of owning my own business and having full range of my time and meaning that it was all about my own accountability and discipline that kind of keeps the wheels in motion. It's taken me six years to really get right with my mindset about it to where it's as regimented as it is and that it really works as well as it does today. Right. And it's because it really all comes down to how you feel. Right. When other people tell us they can't do something, there might be a couple of times like you're really disappointed or you find out the reason why and that's maybe not an acceptable reason for you, you know, like they didn't come to your birthday because they had worked all week and this was their only day off and they really want to sleep. You know, you're going to be like, well, no, you should just suck it up and come to my birthday. But at the end of the day, it's not really our business why somebody doesn't do right. something which is yeah. also brings up another point because we feel the need to explain the word no yes and we shouldn't have to a huge game changer was me was when I stopped telling people why I said no right I just say no yeah. I just say thank I thank you for the invitation thank you for the invitation but I can't make it I can't make it sometimes I'll tell them why but sometimes I just say I can't make it 
And I just say, I'm not available. Mm -hmm. It, I might not be available because there's like something going on with family or I have a client or I've got to travel, but sometimes I'm quote unquote not available because I do not have the energetic boundaries to show up for you. Right. I need to sleep. I feel like I'm getting sick. I just haven't had a day off in 10 days and I'm so sorry that your event fell on the one day that I have to rest. But you don't necessarily have to tell them that. Right. That's not, it's, it should be, we're all adults. We all have busy lives. It should be enough just to say, I'm sorry, I'm not available. But thank you for the invitation. And really, do we even need to apologize? No. Like, can we move from a point of, I feel it necessary to apologize and instead of saying, I'm sorry, I can't make it, can we? And I get it. It's more of a politeness. But yeah. I think that also goes into a mindset, right? Because yes. if you you get into that mode where you're apologizing for everything, you wind up apologizing for everything. Yes. So can we move to more of a point when we say no, say thank you so much for the invitation. Unfortunately, I'm unavailable. Right. You know, or... Thank you so much for inviting me. I can't make it, but please keep me posted for next time. Yes. You know, yes. something like that to where we are enforcing our boundaries. We're not making it sound like we should be sorry for that. Right. Because that's what's in our best interest, too. Yeah. And again, like you pointed out, if we just keep giving, giving, giving that mm -hmm. energy, and I think a lot goes into if you're introverted versus extroverted, right? Mm -hmm. That also plays really big into where you draw your energy from. So I like to say that I am an extroverted introvert. Mm -hmm. So I gain energy by alone time. I really relish that introverted time to collect my space. I can work a room. I can have a great time at parties, and oftentimes I do, but that drains me afterwards. Afterwards, I feel like, yes, it was fun and it was great, but I'm tired. Whereas other people, like a true extrovert, I feel like, gets energy by feeding off other people's energy. Yes. So they go to events and they feel more energized afterwards. Right. Like they're ready to go. And if they're tired, they actually see your event as a way to rest. Right. In right. a weird way. Right. right. Because they're being entertained or mm -hmm. they're not sitting alone with their thoughts or, you know, yeah. feeling like they need to be doing something else. So I, I feel like just having that level of self-awareness is yes. key number one. So let's do some takeaways. So having self-awareness to know where and how do you get your energy mm -hmm. and then key number two schedule time to maintain or gain that energy yes look at your calendar if looking at things a year in advance feels too overwhelming then just do it a, a month. month yeah a month at a time you Three, do it by the yeah. quarter do it just first six months or last six months. It can right. be any way you want to. But I will tell you, for people who really like their calendar time, this will become so addicting. You will get excited about going through the whole year and, like, just blocking because you feel in control. Uh, it's extremely yeah. empowering to say, I get first crack at my entire year. 
and I want to touch it before anybody else does. That's gold. Because right the there. world is about to bombard you mm-hmm. with all of their events and their stuff and their deadlines. And it's your year. You should get first crack to say how you want to spend it. And so you do all your block offs first and then everybody else works around you. And to speak to your point about, well, how do you stick with the boundaries? As you start to do this just as a general exercise, you will really start to feel the pain of being overscheduled versus the pain of the awkwardness of having to say no. And I guarantee you the pain of being overscheduled far outweighs that. And so you will start choosing right yourself you you will you will pick the lesser of the evil pain i promise you because i still feel it every once in a while when i have to say no to things but it's a lot easier than it was three years ago sure and also just to speak to it there will be some months or some quarters or some years where you don't get to do this because we all have ebbs and flows some people have more hectic years than others Some people's years are filled with like once in a lifetime opportunities that you just can't say no to. Um, Just to share a quick story about myself, last year, which was the first year that I really did this, um, and I was so glad I did because it was actually going to be a year of a lot of things I couldn't control. My sister got married in a huge destination wedding that required two different airplane travel trips Mm -hmm. (laughs) where there was the bachelorette party in a whole nother state. There was the wedding in a whole nother state. I had a one-year-old that I was transitioning into toddlerhood. I ended up moving the location of my business, moving it in with two of my girlfriend's businesses. Mm -hmm. And then in the middle of the Christmas rush, we had our grand opening event Then we took a trip to New York. We did more plane travel. And then around Christmas, my dog got sick and died. Mm -hmm. These were major events that, one, I could not say no to because some of them were universal things that were completely out of my control. I would have loved to have said to my dog, please don't die, and Mm -hmm. really don't die the day after Christmas, Mm -hmm. but couldn't control that. (laughs) And... Your sis, your one and only sister, who I'm actually close to and love and want to be there for, getting married in this great spectacular way, I couldn't say no to her, and we were all wanting to go to New York to visit her for Christmas, and it was an opportunity to take my husband and my son there for the very first time and see the Rockefeller Christmas tree and go to FAO Schwartz and go see Santa at Macy's and do all those amazing things. I could not say no to that. Mm -hmm. So this year for Christmas, I was utterly exhausted. Mm -hmm. I was just, there was so many things that fell through the cracks. I don't consider it to be my best Christmas, but it was a whole heck of a lot better than it would have been because back in January, I had blocked off three whole weeks Mm -hmm. on my calendar Mm -hmm. and I shut down a lot of stuff that other people wanted to do in those three weeks so that when all this stuff went down and I was utterly exhausted and I couldn't handle it anymore and then I had the emotional stress of having a beloved pet die, 
I had a full week where I did not have to see or talk to any people. Mm-hmm. I holed up in my house for the whole first week of January and I slept and I cried and I recovered and I put all my Christmas decorations away in a leisurely fashion and I cleaned my house and I went back to starting 2019 like the fifth week in, or the fifth day in January a fresh and renewed person. Mm-hmm. And it's the most amazing thing I ever did for myself. Mm-hmm. And I think it made me an amazing wife and an amazing mother and an amazing friend and a great sister and a great daughter. (laughs) And all my people were happy. Right. So that's, that is a great way how actually planning it out ahead of time can help you prepare for some of the unexpected stuff that you don't know is around the corner for this next year. So start with all your, your stress and energy arsenal full by blocking off time for yourself, even if it's six to 12 months in the future. Sure. I love that. I think that's a great point to end on to for this episode. So guys, we hope you enjoyed these practical tips and tricks some personal insight from both of us on our struggles and how we've made things work as far as balancing that work and life, um, different worlds. And um, we just pray that you have um, a time where you can really sit down and get clear about your schedule and your personal boundaries and decide what's best for you and go forward with that unapologetically. So we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And until then, stay boldly beautiful, my friends. Bye.